Hey everyone, this is Austin Schur here with We Write About Music, and today I am so happy to have back on again Quinn O'Donnell. She has just released a fantastic new record. It is called Wherefore Art Thou, and I'm very excited to talk to you about it. Quinn, I'm so happy to have you back. How are you doing today? What's going on? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be back. It's definitely cool. been a minute. It's been like, what, like a year and a half? Two it has years? been a year and a half. I have it as December 2021, which was like 27 years ago. ago. <laughs> Honestly, it might have been like another world ago at this point. It's kind yeah. of wild. Um, mm -hmm. But you seem to have been good and you're making music and you have new music coming and it's yeah. great. Oh, and thank I want, you. And I want to talk. I want to talk all about it. So, yeah, absolutely. Just like last time, I want to kick this off with what's it about? What what are we talking about this time and what's the message? Yeah, so the record as a whole, it's titled very obnoxiously Wherefore Art Thou, which <laughs> I think it's pretty pretentious, but I think if you're like self-aware of being pretentious, it's okay. Yeah, well, that makes it okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, a lot of Nashville people are like that. Uh, but I titled it that because it's a it's a Shakespearean phrase. It was used in a lot of his plays. Um, and kind of this concept of not really knowing who you are. Um, I think in our early 20s, we tend to struggle a lot with what kind of person we want to become and um, learning our likes and our dislikes as human beings and um, what our moralities are. And I just thought it would be interesting to write a record about that. Um, a lot of my records and a lot of my music are about that topic in general about self-discovery figuring out who you are because I'm figuring out who I am uh every day uh every day is a little bit closer to that uh so the record's kind of about that also about um specifically kind of a traumatic incident I went through and sort of this uh rewrite I kind of had to go through around that time of like questioning who I was in a really really intense way I think for the first time in my life sure. um, so that's definitely a big part of it as well yeah I'm not surprised by that I mean <laughs> it well it's terrible because like you, none of us want to experience any trauma no today though like if your way of processing it is making music then that's one way to go about it you kind of turn that pain into beauty for everyone else I suppose you know? No, absolutely. I would definitely say writing is very therapeutic sure. for me. And I think it is with a lot of musicians. I think it's our way of processing things, processing grief, um, trying to figure out our emotions and navigating it in a way. Um, and I think that was kind of my mindset when I wrote this was honestly just me processing things and trying to fuel my creativity into something positive. And then I ended up just showing, it was one of those nights where you're just hanging out with a friend. In this case, yeah. it was my producer, one of my best friends. And, you know, we were, we were drinking a little bit and I was, you know, being goofy, like, Hey, let me play you this song. You yeah. play me this song. And I was playing him some of the record and he was like, you need to release this. This is great. Like, I know you wrote this when you were really sad, but like, I actually really like this. I want to help you. Let's like partner up and let's do this together. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of how that. it came to be. Yeah. I love that though. I think 
it's and I may have said this to you before, but like having a producer, at least having someone else that can guide you in the right direction and kind of be that push, especially for someone that like has gone through these things and we don't need to get into that. But like sometimes a lot of people hold it close to themselves and they don't want to talk about it. But the fact mm -hmm. that you turned grief into something else is just it's kind of inspiring for everyone else because we're all dealing with something, whatever. Like, why not make music? I love that. Yeah. Um, and so like, yeah, it's been it's been a while since we last spoke. You yes. had a previous record, which I really enjoyed. But I can imagine that as an artist and a person, you've probably learned so much over the last year and a half. Time seems yeah. to be <laughs> speeding up in terms of like actual music and creating and producing and all that fun stuff. What are some things that you've taken from this last record that you've applied to this new one? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, I think when I released my first record, uh, it was, I mean, first of all, it was COVID. So that's- <laughs> No one knew what the hell they were doing. I was happy to yeah, get any that was, yeah. I mean, just a different world entirely. Um, as much as I'm proud of that one, I think you could kind of tell it was my first record that I didn't quite know maybe what my genre was. Um, it didn't maybe flow as seamlessly as I wanted it to. Um, so that was a huge, huge factor in writing this one was wanting the songs to sound like they go together and sound yeah. like they go in that order. Um, and I know that we talked a lot about just like listening to albums all the way through and yeah. um, kind of enjoying that process as a listener. So that was a big, that was a big thing I wanted. Um, and another thing that I think I really, really wanted to incorporate was also um I felt with my first record I filtered myself a lot um yeah I just like about. you know uh, conveying that I was upset about something not necessarily stating what it was or why I was upset um sort of this kind of like yeah I don't really want to and I kind of did that honestly in my um personal life as well when I would talk to people um just kind of um I guess, filter myself in a way where I didn't want to make people uncomfortable. Um, and that was sort of my takeaway from that. But then I kind of realized that, you know, when you are raw and when you are emotional like that, especially in a piece of music, people will honestly appreciate it more and it'll make them True. feel more like they have a connection to the artist and like they know the artist. Um, I think about myself going through what I was going through at that time um, a lot of stuff happened. I ended up having to go to the hospital for my depression. I ended up dropping out of college. I had to move home with my parents. It was very, very chaotic and a very dark time in my life. And I wrote a lot of music that is on this album from that time in my life. Um, and I really wanted to convey how I was feeling at that time and just be honest about what was going on. Like, this is how I feel. There's no filter. And try to convey what those artists I was listening to around that time were doing. I get it. I mean, forever now, it's going to serve as a time capsule of your life. Like, yes. whether you listen to it or a future child or whatever it might be, listen mm -hmm. to it. It's like, yeah, like, this is me. This is what happened. And hopefully yeah. you're getting better and moving past it. But again, Absolutely. like, I could say it a thousand times, like, it's you, it's vulnerable. And you can tell on every song, like, 
it's real. It's not some made up BS like so much music out there yeah. nowadays. Absolutely. Which is like maybe it's... the most annoying thing of music is like, I know this is yes. fake. I know this didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's why I love having these conversations because it's like, oh, yeah. This, this is you. Um, Absolutely. I and do. It's yeah. Totally. True. <laughs> it's true. I want to take something you said though, because yeah, we talked about listening to these albums through and trying to make something that like, has that cohesive feeling, which is an impossible task because how do you make something that flows from start to finish but doesn't sound like everything else? Like, yes. It's really difficult. Um, mm -hmm. And from what I've heard of this record, it's done a great job of navigating that, which is so difficult to do. So how did you start this in terms of like the sound, tone, was it production? Like, let's look into the process a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. It's kind of a combination of different things. I remember when I wrote each and every song on the record, yeah. um, the last couple of songs that I wrote were in the latter half of 2020. Okay. Um, and some of the earliest ones I wrote were during my first tour with my first band, wow. um, which was midsummer of 2019. So a lot of these songs are very old sure. um, and it's fun to kind of look back on them in a way and say like, oh, I remember where I was when I wrote yeah. this, I remember who I was with. I remember the feelings I felt at that time. Um, and it's very funny because I, I love to tell stories and that's definitely something I love to do with my friends. And um, I remember describing all of these scenarios to my producer, who's a very close friend of mine and just talking about, oh, this happened and this is why I wrote this song. And I think he kind of was engulfed in it too. And was like, how can we convey that musically with what we're writing? Yeah. What are some, some things, some Easter eggs we can stick in here um, and really transport people to that time in your life. And those feelings that you felt. And so it was really nice to have somebody as passionate about this as me on working on this, as well as my mastering engineer too. I want to give him a shout out. Both sure. Carl Lomas, Connor Gilmore, both absolutely wonderful people um, who without this record would not exist, um, who are both equally as passionate about it as me and wanted to um, collaborate in that way. Yeah. So. I think a lot of the flow of the record uh, definitely comes from them um, and also my writing um, sure. in particular. Does but it yeah. run chronologically in terms of like life? It actually, stories? yes and no. It okay. doesn't run by like when they were written. It sure. does by the emotions that's how that's more what i meant not like oh yes yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yes uh it does run by the emotions i find it's almost like i've divided it almost into two halves so like the first half of the record i find to be very sarcastic <laughs> yeah. and almost like i don't want to say witty because i don't necessarily think i'm like trying to be a smart uh, i mean i think i think those two really do go hand in hand in a way they yes. border the line of each other i would i would agree uh somewhat with that i think the first half of the record i'm very witty i'm very sarcastic almost jabby in a way with a lot of the lyrics i'm writing about um 
there's one song kind of in the middle as like a transition song and that's my third single when we die um that's kind of the transition piece and then the second half of the record is very very dark um and definitely more emotional and raw um I'm thinking in particular the last song I wrote um which I like to call my pathetic love song is just how I talk about it uh and it's just kind of me saying like hey I don't care how stupid I look I don't care how dumb this is this is how I feel and this is what I'm I believe right now at this point in my life Um, yeah yeah totally get it Mm -hmm. have you found that like your writing process be- has become a little more streamlined this what this time around like obviously you've been making music for a while now mm-hmm. did the words come out easier on the page in terms of like song structure I would say yes and no mm-hmm. um I feel like I've definitely gotten better um but that's just kind of you know with age and with yeah. you know repetition and you're doing right. it constantly. you just you naturally get better absolutely um, I think I am proud to say that I think what I listen to is starting to come out in what I write. Um, because I think about my first EP I ever made, um, and it does not sound like me at all. It sounds like me, I think, in the heart and in the lyric. Um, I don't think it necessarily sounds like me musically because I was still learning how to communicate with a producer and communicate with musicians on like, this is what I want. Sure. And this is picturing this in my head let's collaborate and work together and I mean you know I was 15 I didn't know how to yeah. talk about that yet that's um, really young to make music yeah like, let alone do anything professional you know what I mean like I was really proud old. of that first yeah. EP. oh my well, gosh I remember releasing it and I had a big release party and I invited a bunch of my parents my parents are also musicians a lot of their friends okay it was like a big big party and I remember I played everything all the way through and I was like and scene and then they all went over to my dad like hey this was good is she okay like oh you is everything okay at home and my parents are like she's fine like I think she just has a lot of feelings (laughs) but it was so it funny because I was again I was like 15 and yeah. I just you know I think I have a lot of feelings but I like to think I'm a pretty bubbly person it was just sure. like that <laughs> needs a like that needs a music video like yeah. that whole scene right? honestly that could have really funny a really good idea down the line I'm sure that. <laughs> but it's um, funny. I feel oh like really I almost had a little bit of a, cause I had a release show for this record um, sure. a couple of weeks ago Nice, and it was great. Fantastic. Again, great turnout. I felt like super, all of my friends were there. I felt very um, supported and um, it was kind of the same thing. They were all like, are you okay? Is everything all right? I was like, no, no, no. I wrote these like everything's fine. Yeah. Well, and actually, that's a perfect point that you brought up because it's exactly what I want to talk about next. Truly. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say to call this record heavy is appropriate. Mm-hmm. And and I say that in a good way. Yeah. So, yeah. so how are these songs translating in a live setting? How are you up there performing these songs? Because you're, in a way, you're reliving trauma every time that you sing these songs and the memories come back. How are you dealing yeah. with that? 
You know, a lot of that I think is, um, being so far out of it, um, and fully having processed a lot of my grief and a lot of my emotions. Um, I'm able to do that in a healthy way and kind of close my eyes for a second and transport myself back. Cause I, I see myself from that time period and I'm like, yeah. man, I just give her a hug, like yeah. tell her it's going to be okay. And she's going to figure things out, you know, might not be in the way that everybody else does it, but she sure. does it a different way. And I think another large part of that is I'm supported by a lot of really great musicians on stage. I think my band are wonderful people. We've all been playing together now. It's almost been five years. I've been with That's the same band, huge. which is really saying something in Nashville. And, um, you know, they all, they know, and they understand, um, and they're very, very supportive. I remember it was a couple months ago, I was playing a show and I was just, I just had like a really bad day and I was really down. I played a song, kind of put myself in that space, got really emotional and I cried on stage. And I feel like my, um, audience, they were like, wow, like she really, wow, she really is able to, to fake tears. That's amazing. You know, we're just very touched by it. And meanwhile, the band was on stage with me and they knew like, yeah. oh, she, okay. And my bassist turned to me and like pulled me aside and was like, Hey dude, like people are going to come and go in your life, but like, we're, we're here, like we're forever. Like this is the music us, like we are your family. We're not going anywhere. And I remember it was like, okay, let's play the last song. That's awesome. Yeah. Playing with a yeah. band for five years and having that connection. Yeah. It's like, don't ever leave. This oh my gosh and it is definitely not a like first band you play with is your band like no. this was a process of picking and choosing and trying different things totally. but when you find that group yeah. that like they're all there for the right reasons you're all supporting each other in that way it's like that's the group you want to stick with and the one you're gonna the ones you're gonna stay with so very fortunate in that way and I think very a lot nice. of I trust them a lot and I think they feel the same. To. You have to trust them. Totally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I have a couple more for you. I want to know like what has been, what have you been listening to I guess the last year and a half? And, like what artists influenced this record in a way, if any? Yeah. Oh boy, so many different ones. I know last time we talked, we talked about the band Real Estate was um a band that really influenced that first half of the record um thinking in particular i have i have a long list in my head i'm trying to keep it short um i know another big influence for me ironically is um fountains of wayne of all yeah. bands well, he's especially one of the greatest the, songwriters of all time they're like a fantastic i think he's everybody great. just you know they hear that and they're like oh stacy's mom but that oh so much more than that that whole record welcome interstate managers was yeah. a big influence on the record and it's so funny there was a big debate in my band about in one song in particular um coffee girl trap track number four sure. Uh, I wrote it. I presented it to my producer. I was like, I'm kind of picturing something kind of Fountains of Wayne-ish. I feel like it has a really witty lyric, very sarcastic. I would love to find a way to incorporate that sound in this song. Let's see if we can collaborate on what we want. My producer was like, no, I think this should be a rock song. Like this should be like a really good 
like solid, like this is how I hear it. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, okay. Like I'm open to hearing it, but this is like what I pictured. And we like made the whole rock song. And then I was just like, no, this just like, isn't what I heard in my head. So then we start over from scratch. We were getting ready to play it live the first couple of times. And I said it to my band, like, all right, everyone, I'm thinking this is kind of a Fountains of Wayne thing. And my lead guitarist is like, oh, like this? And like plays this perfect little riff sure. off the top of his head. I was like, oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. So go. he, it's funny. We all have our own strengths and weaknesses as a, as a unit. And okay. I think that was a perfect example of Jacob's strengths. Clearly. Just, he could meet me where I was at and was like, oh, I know exactly what you want. It's this. Um, and I remember my drummer slash producer just looked at me like, are you kidding me? Like, I couldn't hear that <laughs> the whole time. It was really funny. Um, and it's amazing how that how that worked. But yeah. as soon as he was like, oh. Like that. I'm going to think about yeah. that when I listen to the record again. You should, um, yeah. It's, that's a big influence. And then that latter half of the record, I'm thinking in particular, um, I was listening to a lot of 90s grunge in yeah. particular. Um, especially with that middle portion of songs and thinking in particular when we die Garl. um i also wrote while i was listening to a lot of jane's addiction alice in chains uh, a lot of that comes out in those particular tracks that sort of latter half i got a little more it's a little more of an intimate um like last two or three songs a lot of that influence is like elliot smith phoebe bridgers and honestly, one of my favorite writers of all time is uh, Mark Kozelik, uh, Sun Kill Moon. Sure. Love. He has a song he wrote that someone showed me a long time ago called Ben's My Friend. And it's a song he wrote about Ben Gibbard. And it's very like, it sounds almost like it's pointless. Because okay. it's like, I woke up this morning, August 3rd. I went down and had a, a breakfast with my friends. And like, it just, it's very like, he's just talking yeah. about it. But if you like really listen to the lyric, you realize he's talking about kind of a bigger thing overall of like getting older, feeling like the best is behind you kind of emotion. And so I wanted to write a song like that. And that's how I wrote Train of Thought. Um, sort of, you know, just goofy lyric like that of like, yeah. this is how I feel about this. And I did this and I ate this for breakfast. And this is who I talked to. And then you kind of get like, oh, she's like, kind of sad right now and just you're able to kind of put that together show don't tell sure um style of writing which I would say is my favorite um and then obviously if I had to name one last group it would be death cab for cutie is a big influence because I love death cab for cutie who doesn't love death cab some people some some dumb people they're wrong they're wrong I oh my gosh I'm such a diehard fan I I've met them a couple times. They've nice. all been very nice. Um, I would hope so. Yes. But it's one of those things where I'm like, you could be a total jerk and I would still be okay with it because yeah, you're definitely beauty and I'm not. Right. You've been playing for 20 plus years. You've got yeah, like you can't. I can't, yeah, but exactly. super kind people, 10 out of 10 human beings. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not I'm not surprised that you have yeah. the influences that you have. They all show themselves in one way or another. Um, I have like so many side questions <laughs> about those artists, but I'll save it for yes. another time. No um, worries. 
yeah, but I'm good. Well, I will listen with a fresh ears, knowing those people have influence mm -hmm. and impact on me. I think it will change the listening experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Quinn, my last question for you is the same question that I closed with last time. I don't know if you remember. Mm -hmm. Basically, okay. the question is for the person that is going to discover you from this, what is an opening message that you'd like to say to them before they listen to your music for the first time? And I remember I didn't have a great answer last time, and I don't think I still have a good answer now. Good. Um, <laughs> but also, just man, I guess, hi, I'm one of the many, 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 many musicians in Nashville and one of the many, 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 many musicians in the world. Um, but if one of us wins, we all win. So we're all in this together. We're all trying to figure things out. Um, if my record, Wherefore Art Thou, is the first thing you've listened to, I want you to know I'm okay now. Uh, but if it particularly resonates with you, I just want you to know that you're not alone and that someone else has felt this way before. And that as cliche as it is to say, things eventually get better no matter how hard they are. Um, and that I would love to give you a hug. If you're somebody who's listening to me for the first time, I'd love to love to give you a hug and tell you it's going to be okay. <laughs> I think you stuck the landing. Oh, thanks. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, well, hey, I, I want to thank you so much again for taking the time. It was always a pleasure getting to speak with you about your music and just everything. But please let me plug your music for you one more time here. So if you missed it the first time around, the record is called Wherefore Art Thou. By the time this comes out, it will be out. And we have the links in our article so that you can listen and share and follow along and send to your friends and your moms and your grandmas and all those people. Send it to your grandma. Send it to your grandma. Your grandma will love it. She will. My she grandma will. likes it. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. Mm -hmm. so, there you yeah. go. That's all she wrote. That's it. Seriously, though, thank you so much. This was great. Absolutely. And um, I hope you have an amazing weekend. Yes, thank you. And you as well. You're welcome. All right. I will talk to you later. Take care. Stay cool out there. I'll try my best. <laughs> and yeah. you as well. Thank Cheers. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye.